0: Welcome to Logical, the UAE's first and still the only legal podcast. My name is Tim Elliott, and as always, Logical's brought to you by the Dubai-based legal firm HPL Yamalova and Pleska. And here's the managing partner, Ludmilla Yamalova. How great to see you.
1: Good to see you too, Tim, as always. Thanks for being here.
0: Now, Ludmilla, the last podcast that we did together just a, a few weeks ago was Anne's story about how... You guys at LY Law managed to help her get a birth certificate for her baby despite her being unmarried. Now, it's a fascinating, I'd say it's probably a groundbreaking story in lots of ways. This time, I wanted to update what is a unique legal situation and consider Anne's story again, as well as some other case studies, because this is not as unusual as people may believe. Um, it's a legal situation now that you've got... Some experience, or sort of, I guess it's fair to say.
1: Yes, indeed. Uh, since Anne's story, we've had a number of other clients come our way, and um, we've had further exposure to other similar situations and um, cases, um, not just in Dubai, but uh, across other emirates. Uh, so um, we have a few other interesting developments uh, that we uh, are proud to report and perhaps uh, wish to update on where things stand today with, um, with the, these particular clients and with uh, the issue of obtaining birth certificates for babies, uh, for parents who either don't have a marriage certificate or don't have the right marriage certificate.
0: It's still an issue here in the UAE. This is a, a, a recent change to the law. There are hundreds of women who uh, believe they've committed a crime which can lead to either uh, a prison sentence and or deportation, of course.
1: And that's uh, exactly the case. So until perhaps since the beginning of the formation of the UAE, there was a law in place that ultimately did criminalize anyone who either gave birth out of wedlock or who gave birth uh, without the right uh, marriage certificate, marriage certificate being, for example, uh, with um, between a woman who is Muslim and a man who is not, and that under the u e that kind of marriage is not uh, a legal marriage. Uh, so there are couples who have um, given birth uh, under those circumstances. So even though, though there is a marriage certificate, that marriage certificate is considered invalid. Uh, or, for example, the, where the marriage certificate um, is less than six months from the time that the couple got married and the time the baby was born. Uh, so all those circumstances fall under the same category or used to fall in the same category. And therefore, birth certificates would not be issued. Unless, in short, a court process uh, was initiated and um, a court order would be issued, on the back of which a birth certificate would then be issued. So that was um, uh, the previously how the process existed, uh, and but but prior to the issuance of the birth certificate, in the past, uh, these kinds of relationships were considered to be criminal. Uh, And uh, as such, were also additionally penalized by um, jail sentence of uh, one year in jail and also deportation. In all cases, there was always a deportation. Jail sentence and deportation ultimately existed in both cases and applied to all across the board. And by the way, I just want to make it very clear. It also applied to the men as well. So if um, there was a a baby, for example, born out of wedlock, um, so the same penalty would apply to, to both parties. And that's how things were here from the beginning of uh, the country's formation until 2020 when the law changed. But because of these rather severe circumstances uh, and penalties, obviously, a lot of people uh, who either, who found themselves in that situation either um, actually went through the process of being jailed and, um, and then ultimately deported, but also some did not report at all, and they've been in hiding And so these are the kinds of cases that we're now also hearing about more of people who ultimately were too afraid to, uh, uh, to, to, to make these facts known to the world uh, and um, have been in the country uh, as, as, as fugitives in many ways, and therefore have babies and uh, who are in some cases four or five years old and babies don't ultimately have a legal identity. They don't have a birth certificate. Um, So There have been different kinds of cases, and we're hearing more and more about them now. Now that the law has changed, obviously, a lot of these people are coming out and wanting to figure out how to make things right, uh, not only for their babies, but also for their own status, and then ultimately have a right to uh, leave the country and go back to their home countries.
0: It happens. uh, A baby is born out of wedlock. But what of the consequences? Could you just run through uh, consequences?
1: Well... In the past, and to an extent it still exists today, when the baby is born out of wedlock, then um, obviously it starts all kind of at the hospital. So it's ultimately you either are admitted to the hospital as planned or uh, there's an emergency procedure and uh, the baby and the mother and the baby ultimately end up in the hospital. So, and it's through the hospital that. the question of a marriage certificate comes up. So as part of the required paperwork, uh, the hospital always asks for the marriage certificate. And if there's no marriage certificate, and I want to make it very clear, the hospital will still obviously treat the baby and, um, and the, the mother and provide all the necessary uh, surgeries and uh, all that, uh, any, uh, every extent of a medical treatment that's required for, for mother and the baby. However, upon... Um, leaving the hospital, eh, at least it, it's, the hospital obviously asks for the marriage certificate uh, along with other documents, such as identity documents of of both parents and identity documents uh, of um, um, you know of, of, sort of related to their immigration status in the country. Uh, so, and then marriage certificate is one of those documents. So, unless there's a marriage certificate. There are, there were, and to an extent still depending on the place, still um, issues and knickknacks upon leaving the hospital. So in the past, uh, before the law changed, uh, the hospital would call the police. The police would arrive and would take the mother for investigation, and um, uh, and and then at some. Yeah, the, the, there will always be, almost always, would be temporary detention while the so-called investigation would take place. And then after uh, that uh, sort of initial investigation, the file would get uh, processed or transferred from the police to prosecution and then prosecution would uh, argue it to the court. And then once the court would issue a decision, then the mother would be and the father at the time uh, would be jailed uh, for a year. And uh, very often the mothers would choose also to go with their babies uh, and then once they serve their sentence, one year sentence, they would be deported. Uh, so um, that's how things were back then. So if you were at the hospital, it ultimately the hospital was the uh, the, the crossroads uh, of when the authorities would uh, be notified that there is no marriage certificate or not not the right marriage certificate. So today, depending on where you are in the UAE. Uh, it's um, it, it's less of an issue in terms of leaving the hospital, uh, but um, uh, but you still the hospital is still obviously wants the marriage certificate, and if it doesn't, the stories we're hearing hospitals are still not quite sure what to do, and uh, uh, and there are there is some delay between the time that the mother and the and the baby are discharged and the time that. Uh, uh they are uh, actually able to, to leave the from the time that they're ready to leave the hospital and the time that they discharge and the delay happens because of the uh, birth certificate issue uh, now in some emirates we have heard that uh, perhaps the authorities are still are still learning about the the new law and the, its implications uh but we are hearing also stories that uh even in, 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 even in now, in some hospitals, the police gets called in, and uh, the mother's taken away at least temporarily for so called investigation so and then but after that you still, even when you do get discharged from the hospital these days, you still get discharged without the birth certificate and there 's one more document that is important to um, uh, to, to highlight, and it's called the birth notification. And the birth notification is a document that, is, uh, that comes before the birth certificate. And the birth notification is a document that's issued at the hospital, basically to document birth. So it states names of the parents, the baby, and the doctor who assisted, and, and other assistants and nurses and witnesses. So that's called the birth notification. And so in the past, even that birth notification was not given to uh, the mother. Uh, These days, depending on the circumstances, sometimes it's given by the uh, hospital, but sometimes it is not. Uh, But ultimately, that is, by the way, there is by law, the birth birth notification must be given to uh, the parents.
0: I want to come to what's changed in the law, but can we first take a step back for a Uh, just a moment, and consider the legal history in cases such as this. The old Article 356 of the Penal Code criminalized assault on honor, even if consensual. Can you break that down?
1: Yes. So that's um, what we're referring to is the UAE Penal Code or the Criminal Code. And Mm. uh, one article in, in particular, and that's Article 356. And as you succinctly summarized, The uh, previous language of the drafting of that that article was about what you just said, which is it's a criminalized uh, assault on honor, even if consensual. And that's more or less as as detailed, if you want to call it that way, as the article was. But that was the article that previously encompassed out of uh, wedlock pregnancies, adultery, uh, public display of affection, cohabitation, and all other Uh, uh, so-called offenses that would have involved some sort of an assault on honor Uh, so uh, that was it it was that was the article there was never really an article that specifically stated that having a baby without a marriage certificate was a crime so that was the uh, that was the article and all those consequences uh, the severe consequences basically stemmed from that article But
0: that's now changed so article 356 is the key amendment in cases like this.
1: Exactly. So in, at the end of 2020 and September 2020, in particular, the uh, UAE had issued a number of amendments to many, many of its laws, uh, were, which were uh, fundamentally uh, positive for the country and they were fundamental in scope and their nature. And one of the amendments was to uh, the Article 256, uh, and that is uh, in relevant terms. That article read, now it reads very differently. It uh, criminalizes ultimately assault by force or rape and no longer draws any kind of um, uh, links to it being, uh, being consensual and such. Uh, so now it ultimately just criminalizes rape. And um, that's that. So that the previous article is no more. Uh, the presumption is that now that that law, the previous law is now no more, the consequences uh, that we just described and then we have seen over the years would no longer apply because for those consequences to exist, they need to have a legal authority or a legal source on which uh, to be based. And so if that legal th- source is no more, then the consequences should not follow. That's the uh, logical and also legal uh, expectation, uh, but uh, the reality is um, is somewhat different, and it's still developing. Though it certainly is developing quickly, and in many, many, many ways, very positively.
0: So, what has or what does this amendment mean in practice now that it's in effect?
1: So, <clears throat> it means a number of things uh, that fundamentally, at the at the uh, legal. Level there is no more crime so and that involves uh, whether you get pregnant without a marriage certificate or if you get pregnant from someone other than your uh, your husband uh, or living together or if you uh, have a baby and uh, you have a marriage certificate that's less than six months uh, or a marriage certificate that maybe in this country is considered invalid because uh, because of the religions involved uh, so um, fundamentally none of those events or um, crimes anymore. So that's huge. Uh, now, um, the application of this particular law is still evolving. And the biggest issue is that the issuance of the birth certificate right now still requires a court court process, the same court process that existed before, more or less, at least vis vis the civil courts. Uh, So, uh, in other words, if you find yourself in one of those situations, the birth certificate is not going to be issued the way it is issued uh, when you are married with a proper marriage certificate. And um, just for clarification purposes, with uh, regards to all those other so-called normal couples or uneventful couples, uh, the birth certificate is issued by the ministry, the UAE Ministry of Health however it's through the hospital that the request for the issuance of the birth certificate is made so when you're in the hospital it's in the hospital where you you fill out forms uh, you know, for the uh, request of the uh, birth certificate and it's uh, and that is part of that form you also attach the passport copies of the parents and uh, the marriage certificate and everything else that's sort of required for for that application. And then you submit, and and then it's the hospital that submits that application with the supporting documents of the Ministry of Health. And then the Ministry of Health issues the birth certificate, and then it kind of travels back to the hospital, and you pick it up either at the hospital or one of the third parties that that administers the process. Uh, So that's how it happens uh, for all those uh, so-called normal families, but those who find themselves in exceptional circumstances, and exceptional I mean by uh, by virtue of how the law and the, and the practice exist uh, or existed, uh, then they would uh, they would leave without the birth certificate, and that is still the case. Now, in some places, in some hospitals, uh, it seems that. Um, People still believe that it's a crime, and uh, people at the hospital, and therefore, uh, they um, would, they may either be calling the police uh, to get involved, or at least they are delaying the discharge of the mother and the baby because of this, uh, or they are delaying the the issuance of the birth notification, not the birth certificate, but the birth notification. And in some cases, also, they, when they do discharge the mother and the baby, they do not give the birth notification. So those are some of the uh, developments or the uh, applications uh, that we are seeing today. Also, in some places, um, uh, we've also seen the police getting involved in arriving to the hospital and arresting the mother still to this day. And that's a year after the law has been in effect. Uh, So, um, so those are the kind of the practices. However, you know, what's more interesting is that fundamentally at the societal level, the societal mindset still remains the same. So a lot of people still believe that it's a crime. Uh, Many believe that, okay, well, even if the law changed, uh, then it doesn't, it only changed uh, towards certain kinds of people in the society. In other words, for example, it does not apply to Muslims. So there's also that belief. Uh, and that, uh, and that there will always be deportation. So these kinds of societal sentiments still remain, and they remain at a fairly. Uh, uh, many and deep levels of society we're talking about from hospital workers to judicial officers to the representatives at the ministry of health for example and uh, and even about the uh, amongst the legal practitioners Uh, and that's from our own personal experience many still believe that well okay maybe it applies to non-muslims but muslims are obviously still uh, still um, uh, criminal if, if they've have done one of these uh, offenses, if you will. So that's perhaps uh, one of the more um, interesting and, and uh, more um, uh, fundamentally difficult uh, things to swallow as a legal practitioner is just that kind of deeply ingra- ingrained societal belief. But at the end of the day, if however however you sort of you move through this process, whether it's by being judged by people like that or by hospitals trying to delay the process of giving you the documents or hospital calling the police, and getting the police involved and the police actually coming in and doing the so-called investigation. At the end of the day, all the cases we have seen so far, they all get dismissed at the, uh, the prosecution uh, and uh, there's no criminal charge that is registered to, uh, to the person or persons. Uh, and one and two is in all the cases we have been involved we were able to get a birth certificate, but the issuance of the birth certificate does still require a court process, which I will, the the details of which I will share throughout our discussion.
0: And Anne, I think on our last podcast, her story, um, I mean, it's fascinating, but her situation, tell me if I'm right about this, that was the first time that you'd successfully been through the process. Is that right?
1: Well, she was the first client that came to us with uh, this kind of um, case, but we, in her case, was uh, a slightly more complicated. And I want do want to share a number of our clients and and uh, in the interest of obviously keeping their identity uh, confidential, and but also perhaps going mm-hmm. kind of to things a little easier to follow, will will uh, maybe I'll give them, give them some names or um, titles. <laughs> For yeah. or for the e for ease of kind of following the conversation, but uh, Anne was perhaps the uh, we call Anne an, the mischievous and her particular case was like the what we call the mission impossible because of the circumstances of her conception and and the the timing and how her matter developed through the different stages of the legal system so even though she was the first one who came to us when we actually got the birth certificates it was there was another client that was more or less kind of in parallel uh, um, received the birth certificate actually it was approved on the same day for both of them uh, but yes but uh uh, with regards to Anne, she was uh, perhaps uh, the most challenging one, and we uh, because of uh, her uh, her life story and uh, that particular case we call the mission impossible and This is because Anne, Anne was an unmarried woman in legal terms, as she did however, in her home country, have what 's called a common law partner with whom she had two mm-hmm. children. And the children were grown-ups and are grown-ups, uh, but they were not, uh, not legally married. Uh, and then over the last many, many years, she's been estranged from her common-law partner. And so for all purposes, they no longer have a relationship uh, and had been living in the UE for many years. And um, one day she, um, she was admitted into the hospital over high blood pressure. And uh, then was shocked to find out on that same night um, that, in fact, uh, her high blood pressure was related to her being pregnant, which she says she did not know. So it Mm -hmm. was the the baby at the time was at least, I think, six, almost six months. And uh, as a result of the high blood pressure, she went into labor and um, the baby was born shortly thereafter and the baby was premature and obviously had to spend time in ICU for a number of months All, and also was in ICU for a number of days. Uh, and by the way, this was, uh, this was May 2019. So about um, before, sorry, it was May 2020. So this was May 2020, but it was still in May before the law changed. The law changed in September of 2020. So uh, and delivered about four or five months before the law changed, and then. But this was also the time when Corona uh, came upon all of us. So this is uh, middle of the year of 2020. So not is uh, only Anne now finding herself uh, with a baby in her arms, but also Corona is surrounding all, all is is all around us, and uh, there is a lockdown at its height, and. Um, uh, in a way that helped her, because uh, the police did get involved, but she did not get jailed or at least temporarily jailed, as was the case before, because um, there, was, um, there was concerted efforts to to not have to put people in jail or to detain people, put them in crowded places unless there was absolute necessity to do so uh, so a lot of the, a lot of the offenses perhaps in the past would have resulted at least in the temporary jail sentence now. Uh, were not, uh, were not I guess, handled that way. So uh, Anne, in this case, lucked out. She wasn't required to go and uh, spend uh, however many days with the police while the police was investigating. But the police did get involved, and so she ultimately had to go to the police uh, station and give her a statement. Uh, and uh, uh, and the, the police then ultimately took the file and uh, was in the process of transferring the file to prosecution. Uh, and uh, as part of and giving her testimony or her evidence you can imagine she was in utter panic because uh, a she did she just gave birth to a baby b she did not know she was pregnant 3 she is not married uh, you know 4 she doesn't know who the father is so, there is a, a number of issues that were going on, and so obviously in panic and fear and and perhaps you know, still medically uh, unwell because she too was in the icu don 't forget um, she when she is being interrogated by the police, she gives different names to uh, different men and so, in the file, and then she changes her story a few times again don 't forget she 's still sort of heavily medicated from. Uh, her emergency uh, surgery. So, um, and so her story gets flipped a few times. And as a result, the police file has a number of different names. And so at the end, uh, the birth notification uh, bears the name of her common law uh, husband uh, that's in home, home country, who, by the way, again, is legally not uh, her husband. And he's definitely not the father of the child. And they're estranged and they haven't been talking to for a decade. something like that so he ends up being his his name ends up being listed on the birth notification so but ultimately she doesn't know who the father is so and then a year goes by uh, like that uh, for her without uh, a birth certificate so that's that's Anne's story
0: yeah that's our first case study I mean it's an incredibly convoluted story there's a whole podcast on that as I've said uh, a couple of times let's go to a second Case study, and this is Ruby's story. The, uh, I suppose the miracle that turned into a nightmare.
1: Indeed, and so that's Ruby. Uh, perhaps um, just uh, you know, jokingly, I get you know, or uh, lightheartedly, we call it a Jew, a Ruby the adulterer. Uh, and that, uh, and then as she herself uh, uh, described the situation, it's a miracle that turned into the nightmare. Uh, so Ruby, who's a, uh, who's a European national. For the last 15 years, had been told over and over again that she could not have a baby. Tried many, many times. Uh, Ruby is married in Europe, uh, and was married for many years and um, concertedly and uh, tried to have a baby. And scientifically, was um, basically inconclusively was told she could not have one. Uh, so, uh, and she also for the last many years, she was estranged from her husband in Europe. And um, had no idea where his whereabouts were, and she is visiting the UAE uh, for a short, um, short while, and um, obviously lives a life uh, and uh, meets um, someone and uh, starts dating, and lo and behold, miraculously gets pregnant, finds out that she has a baby, and or that she has she pregnant, and um, she calls it the miracle baby. And uh, So um, she's elated beyond belief, uh, and uh, not only because she got pregnant, but also she's happily uh, in a relationship with her, uh, with her partner, with her boyfriend. Uh, so um, and they want to get married. Uh, so, but um, it's uh, obviously it's a little too premature, and, and they're they, they excited, and she's planning to go back home and give birth to her baby in Europe. And, however, Corona is still here. And the flights get delayed or canceled, and she's not able to leave. And she, too, goes into emergency uh, surgery and uh, deli- emergency delivery and delivers a baby by C-section through uh, so somewhat premature. Uh, and, uh, and it's when she arrives at the hospital and, and uh, delivers her <laughs> – gives birth to her miracle baby that her nightmare starts. And this is in her own words because the hospital starts pestering her about uh, the marriage certificate. Well, she doesn't really have, uh, she's not married to obviously, the and, and by the way, the father of the, the the child is there at the hospital and he's by her side because they're a happy couple and now they're a happy family. And so the doctors are requesting the marriage certificate, perhaps not the doctors, but the hospital staff. And um, she doesn't have one, and so she's being treated very suspiciously with much distrust. And um, eventually leaves the hospital, but uh, with no birth birth certificate and no birth notification. Uh, So, and then she reaches out to her embassy for help. And uh, because without the birth certificate, you cannot have a passport. Uh, And so um, she goes back to her home country to see if she can get the authorities and uh, the government and the judicial authorities there to help her. Uh, issue a birth certificate uh, as she be national of her country. And uh, with all those efforts, are to no avail. And, uh, you know, almost a year has gone by since. Still, to this day, baby does not have a passport or, or does not have birth certificate and therefore no passport and therefore no legal identity. Now, that's client number two.
0: Okay, let's move to client number three. Uh, this is Mrs. and Mr. Smith. And it's kind of subtitled, Santa Arrives Early.
1: Yes, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith and uh, Santa does arrive early. Uh, so Mr. and Mrs. Smith are a European couple and uh, in a long term, very stable relationship, happily in love and uh, living together, uh, but not married. And they find out that they are pregnant uh, great news, uh, very exciting, uh, and but they don't have a marriage certificate. They've lived in the country long enough to know that they need to have one. So they actually get married here in the UAE with all the right documents and all the legalization and such. Uh, so everything is uh, as per plan. They're very happy because also um, uh, they knew that by the time the baby was supposed to be uh, born, I think they will have been married for almost eight months or so. But Santa arrives early, so the baby arrives early, and the baby again through emergency delivery, and it ends up being six months. uh, It's less than six months from the time that their marriage certificate was uh, was stamped and uh, that the baby was uh, born. So once again, the hospital is acting funny and uh, will not accept her application for the issuance of the birth. A certificate, but they do end up with a copy of the birth notification. So they leave the hospital with a birth notification, but no birth certificate. So that's um, client number three.
0: Client number four interests me, and you've alluded to cases like this before, but you call them the illusionist couple. Um, and it's kind of the illusion of being married. What, what does that mean?
1: Yes so it's a very happily married couple uh, with um, with a baby and um that was just recently born and everything was a plan uh, was as per plan. They actually this unlike the other couples, there was no emergency there were no complications uh, so they um, had given birth kind of as as planned uh, and because they had all the paperwork in place, including the marriage certificate. Uh, However, the hospital is acting funny once again, the hospital staff, and um, her application with a birth uh, certificate is denied. Uh, And um, uh, so, and they denied on the representations to the hospital staff that the marriage is invalid. And the reason their marriage is invalid is because the mother is a Muslim and her husband is not. And even though they have a marriage certificate in place that is properly legalized and attested for the purpose of the UAE, uh, the virtue, uh, the way um, this marriage certificate is, is issued or so the information that appears in there actually does list the parents' religions because not all marriage certificates list parents' religions. But this particular marriage certificate, um, the way it's issued in their home country, does bear um, that information. So it shows that the mother is Muslim, that he's not. So by... I guess in the, UAE, in the UAE, for a Muslim married to be legally married, her husband needs to be Muslim as well. And otherwise they have an invalid marriage. So the hospital staff and whoever else that they had been told by um, that they cannot accept this marriage certificate because it's, uh, it's not valid. And so therefore they have no marriage certificate and they're treated uh, as, uh, as uh, basically a couple you know, give you a, a ba- with a baby out of wedlock um so they leave the hospital with with the baby but no birth certificate and um uh, uh, but they but they do have a copy of the birth notification so that's client number 4
0: client number 5 you call Davina the Diver and the story is uh, separated at birth seduced by a client uh,
1: yes so it's another it's another uh, interesting and very heartbreaking case uh, that um we sort of encountered very recently and, and surprised to hear because let's not forget this law has been in existence for a year now. And so mm-hmm. while we knew that the application will take some time and it's um, absorption into society will also take some time, but at least in legal terms, we know that uh, people at least should not get into jail as, as uh, was the case with the other three clients that I described uh, there was not a jail, there was no police involved in any of those cases. But here it's somewhat different. So it's a single a young working woman that's been in the UU for a number of years uh, and um, uh, with a very long, sort of long-standing of long and stable job and income, and she's happy uh, at her work and the work is happy with her. Uh, so she's very valued and um, is otherwise uh, a, a, a very happily engaged uh, so sort of, contributed to, the, to her society. Um, and uh, But the, she works in the service industry, and in the uh, marine service industry. I'll be a little less specific. And uh, so she's charmed and seduced by a client. Uh, and uh, they have a relationship. And um, then she, she finds out that she's pregnant. Uh, so and then once again, she goes into labor early and actually goes into labor in a taxi on the way to the hospital. Uh, so delivers the baby in the car, but the hospital takes her. And the baby, upon arrival to the hospital, and then um, the baby is premature is in ICU. The mother is also in ICU for one day. And the next day, when she's in the recovery room, the police shows up and um, they handcuff her to, her to her hospital bed, and then ultimately take her to um, uh, to the police station and jail her for I think two or three or four days. Uh, in handcuffs, by the way, so they take her from the hospital, so they take her in handcuffs. Remember, she had just come out of the recovery room, and so she's been taken away from her newborn, who is in ICU, and taken away in handcuffs, and this, by the way, just uh, last month, so it's almost exactly a year anniversary since the law changed, and so um, she... um, Um, So she goes to the police and has to give the testimony there about the history of her conception and the baby's uh, father. And she's very reluctant to provide the details of uh, the father because he is a married man. Uh, And then she does ultimately provide his name. Uh, And then when the father is contacted by the police, he flat out denies uh, the involvement with the baby and um, um, and then um, says that she's only one to take advantage of him. So he, that's that's where she's right now. She's got a baby that's in the hospital, in ICU, and without any without a marriage certificate, and without knowing who the father is, but the father denying connection to the baby, and therefore obviously all the financial support. Uh, so, uh, but um, uh, she So she does not um, want to leave the UAE, unlike so many other cases. She actually wants to stay here and continue to work. And so she turned to us and said, okay, so what what do I do? I want to be able to stay here with my baby. I want to be able to sponsor my baby and to continue to work. Uh, So that's our our divina and uh, client number five.
0: Well, let's just have one final case study, uh, number six, uh, which you titled the late bloomer.
1: Yes, it's the late bloomer, and she is coming out of the shadow is um, how... We uh, classify, as her file, if you will. So she's a single woman working in the UAE and, and um, gets pregnant. Um, and this was four years ago. So, and this is because it was four years ago, The well, years and years and years before the law had been changed, but um, obviously very intimately familiar with the consequences that um, follow when you have a baby without. Without a marriage, and so she um, is very scared and um, does not want to uh, anyone, basically, to know. Certainly not the hospitals to know that she is pregnant, that she wants, um, and that she is going to deliver. So she delivers at home, and uh, not uh, does not report her birth. So and in that that was four years ago. And in the process, um, she hasn't been able to hold on to her job and her visa expired. And so she's in the country illegally, along with her baby, who is four years old now, without a a birth certificate. So ultimately, the baby, who's four, still does not have legal identity here. Uh, And so she's been uh, a fugitive and uh, in hiding, uh, living for a number of years here illegally and with her It's an illegal baby if you want. So now having heard that the laws have changed, she's reached out to us and she wants to know, what can I do? Can I do anything? How do I make this right? And um, how do I ultimately give my baby a birth certificate and then be able to leave the country? So that's client number six. And now with the law having changed, she's come out into the light and now trying to figure out how to make things right.
0: There's just six cases there, but it's indicative of just how many cases there must be, because you're one firm, and with the greatest of respect, you're not the biggest legal firm here. So there must be, and I alluded to this at the start, that there are hundreds of women in similar situations, and all of them in their own way uh, are just heartbreaking, uh, I think. Let's, let's get to some developments, uh, if we can, uh, and let's start with Anne. The podcast is up on the website. Uh, Anne's story but the developments in Anne's case were extremely positive I mean I spoke to Anne and she's now home.
1: Uh, Indeed so that's our happy story and it's a good way to start Mm. Uh, because yes Anne is now home in her home country with her babies starting a new life and they're happy and healthy Uh, so we are as a firm uh, very proud and uh, sincerely overjoyed for uh, for them and for us for having been able to help her and help them. Uh, so what happened to Anne is that uh, Anne um, well, came to the firm when a uh, short left of the law changed um, and um, asked us for help. And at that point, the baby had already been, I think, six or seven months old. And so she said, I just want to go home, take my baby and uh, raise my baby at home. So I don't want to stay here. I just (laughs) want, but for that, I need a birth certificate because her own government, her embassy uh, would not issue the baby, uh, any passport or any exit documents without the birth certificate. Uh, So uh, furthermore, this is Anne who had, um, who had uh, basically well, had delivered before the law changed. So there was police involved, and therefore there was a police file. Uh, and so what happened in Anne's case is that by the time uh, the, the police transferred the file to prosecution, uh, which was already in February 2021, on the day the file was transferred, and the prosecution closed the file uh, on the grounds that this was no longer a crime. Uh, but yet we have the criminal file the physical criminal file that that has all the details uh, and that file also includes copy of her birth notification and uh, the birth notification if uh, as you recall it contains the name of a different man or a man who is her who was her common law uh, husband or partner in her home country, but who is not um, her legal husband and is not a uh, baby's father and with whom she has no contact because they have been estranged for, for years. Uh, so, but it is unfortunately his name that appears on the birth certificate. And once again, uh, Anne um, does not know who the actual father is. So the birth before, we can even apply for the birth certificate. We need to find out how do we amend the birth notification to remove the name of the wrong man and also to, um, to basically have a name of the father crossed out altogether because we don't know who the man is. So we call this mission impossible because I'm not aware of, of uh, anyone else who's, who's done that. Uh, but, um, uh, so, uh, so that's, we evaluated a number of options uh, to um, figure out what we can do, how to correct the record. Uh, ultimately, it, you, our ideal, uh, ideal objective is to have a birth certificate that only has Anne's name on it as the only and the sole parent. Uh, so in order to, um, to apply for a birth certificate, we follow the process that we uh, no, still exists uh, by virtue of regulations uh, on birth and death. And that's basically, in, in, in short, the title of the regulations that sets out requirements for the application of uh, or for the reporting of the birth and ultimately death as well. Uh, and as part of that regulation, there is a, a roadmap for what you do when you fall into one of those circumstances of either being unmarried or the wrong marriage certificate um, uh, or uh, uh, you want to correct, for example, the the, so the records. So you have to go to the, par, uh, the, the court process. We're trying to figure out what would be the right court process. So so uh, we identified that it would, uh, we would, um, uh, what's called in legal terms, uh, file a claim or a case for order on petition, which is an expedited court process, not your full-blown uh, court case. It would be an order on petition, but what kind of order on petition? The only one that we were familiar with in um, in practice, and that 's sort of mentioned in the law what so 's called the proving of lineage, which is where you file a case against the that uh, the father to prove lineage but remember here there is no father that we know of to file. Uh, so uh, we go back and forth and think of who, who, who do we, how do we file this case? Because in every case, you have to have a defendant. You have to have somebody you can file a case against. So we ultimately end up taking a decision, which we expect uh, is not going to um, work the first time, is to file a case um, requesting the court to, uh, uh, to, uh, uh, to request from the Ministry of the, the UE Ministry of Health to issue the birth certificate. So ultimately the party on the other side is the UAE Ministry of Health. And legal terms are a number of nuances for bringing cases like that. But because it is an expedited order and it's more of an administrative than a, a legal or substantive uh, request, uh, so we ultimately choose to, instead of doing the uh, proof of lineage case, we file a case requesting from the Ministry of Health Uh, To uh, issue the birth certificate and amend uh, the birth notification, uh, these be the courts. Uh, So, um, uh, because this is also this order and petition is what's called an ex parte order, which means we don't need to serve the other side. We didn't need to serve the other, uh, the Ministry of Health. Uh, So the court basically reviewed our request, and we had had asked for one more uh, clarification in terms of documents. We provided that document, and. Uh, they issued a decision. So yes, the birth certificate should be issued, dear Ministry of EU Ministry of Health. Please issue birth certificate, and this birth certificate should reflect this is the mother's name and this is the baby's name, and there is no father, so there's only one parent. So the mission impossible uh, became possible, and in other words, we end up having a birth uh, or an order for a birth certificate um, that reflects exactly what we wanted to reflect, and that is in particular M as being the sole parent. Uh, and um, the name of the baby that has actually her last name and such. And so that was the order that was, uh, there was a decision that was issued addressed to the Ministry of uh, Health. Um, then we take, we request the court to issue now uh, a letter because the decision is basically it's part of the court process. Now we ask the court to issue a letter to the Ministry of Health and uh, to uh, issue us the birth certificate with those instructions. And, um, Uh, We do that. And by the way, when we filed the case, it was all done online and never had to appear before the judge, and nor uh, did we. Uh, It was all purely done online. And from the time we actually filed the case and the case was registered, uh, the uh, decision was issued within two days. So it was very, very exciting news. Uh, and, And then with that letter, we went to the Ministry of Health uh, and expecting uh, issuance of the birth certificate. But the Minister of Health said, no, it doesn't work that way. It had to, they had to um, call a committee and uh, then decide on this uh, application on on this court order, which we as legal practitioners were a little in shock about because, um, I mean, there's a court order. Um, However, in all fairness, the same regulations, the birth and death regulations that I referred to earlier that set out the requirement of having to file a court case, for example, in these kinds of cases, also uh, do outline that uh, uh, once you have a court order, the Ministry of Health, the committee at the Ministry of Health will convene, and they will decide on uh, on the request. So I guess they're just following the protocol as per the regulations. So the committee meets once a month, and um, uh, with our letter, and we sent it, we actually submitted it at the end of uh, July, and uh, thankfully, the committee's next meeting was August first. On August 1st, they convened, and uh, on August 2nd, we had a birth certificate um, for Anne and her baby. Happy story.
0: It is. I mean, I, I know this story. I feel like I know the story inside out, but it's it's just so convoluted. But it's such a, uh, as you say, happy story. Uh, let's go to your the, the client who was second in our list, Ruby, who was told, look, there's no way you're going to have a baby. Turns out that wasn't true. She did have a baby here. Not much is going on there, but I know that you're talking to her
1: yes yeah, so i mean ruby's case is yet to develop um for her own sort of personal reasons but her baby is mm-hmm. now almost one year old and still without a birth certificate she's exhausted all sorts of other avenues in terms of uh, her embassy and their government to try to get a birth certificate through them uh, she's extremely stressed and overwhelmed with sort of her legal status in the country and she's just um, she's just emotionally distressed so we're kind of waiting for her instructions but um uh, in the meantime, uh, so she wants to now proceed with a court case as well. And so we're working with her on, on, on kind of explaining the options. Uh, but for the time being, she is living in this country for with a baby, and the baby's almost a year old that does not have any legal identity, which means she doesn't um, have access to hospitals and to medical care and the vaccinations and such that would normally be quite essential for a baby. In the early stages of their lives. So Ruby is yet to be developed and we will share those details as they um, become available. But uh, for now, we are actively working with her.
0: The third client, and there have been some developments here, I know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the, the case of Santa arriving early, a lot's happened.
1: Yes. So this Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, who, a European couple uh, with a baby who arrived uh, less than six months from the time their marriage certificate was um, obtained. uh, And um, they uh, could barely leave the hospital without them because uh, because of that issue with the marriage certificate. Uh, And so, uh, but they did uh, manage in the the meantime uh, to obtain insurance for their baby. Uh, which was uh, which was uh, very important for them, but still no uh, birth certificate at the time. Uh, they, when they reached out to the firm, we discussed with them the various options and ultimately advised them and decided to file an order and petition similar to the one we did with Anne. However, this time it's an order and petition uh, for proving of lineage because there's a known father. So I guess we could have also done it the way we did it with Anne, but we decided to do it differently with a more proven path, which is the order and petition against the uh, the father to what's called prove lineage So as part of it, we had to file a case against the father, even so the father and the mother had to file a case against the father, so basically against himself. Uh, and, uh, it took us some time for the case to be registered, but, uh, we even requested, and again, this is all done online, but we requested for the court, um, uh, to, for a meeting with the court because nothing was moving from the time we filed, uh, the court granted the meeting and, and uh, that meeting itself was in person. So both the mother and the father came with the baby to the court and, um, was a very much a, a non event affair in the sense of uh, <clears throat> there wasn't any arguing or presenting that needed to be done the court just asked uh, the judges asked uh, uh, to sign the, for the father to sign one document which had already been signed before but he wanted that document signed in front of him and um, so the father signed that document and uh, and then the next day the decision was issued to issue the birth certificate uh, so, even though it took a while for the court to respond, but when we requested for meeting with the judge, which is a service by the way that is available through the the dubai court's um uh, court system, which was which is great because in a way it 's kind of like a way for you to nudge the court hello something is not he uh, you know, is not moving, so we need to, things to move. So as part of it, the court took note, scheduled the meeting, the plans came, they saw, signed one document, though all of the meeting probably lasted all of three minutes. And then the next day, they, um, uh, they issued uh, the, the order, the decision, uh, addressed to the Ministry of Health. And it also happened at the end of July, and the same, the same process of uh, having to present it to the Ministry of Health, and the Ministry of Health convening with their committee, Uh, convened on the same day of August 1st. And so their uh, birth certificate was also issued on the second day, which is uh, August 2nd. So um, there was another happy story. And now they're a complete family. They have their marriage certificate, they got their baby, and they have a birth certificate.
0: Um, All's well that ends well. It's so good to hear. In terms of client four and client six, we don't have any movement there. But we do have movement with Client number five that we spoke about earlier, Davina the diver, separated at birth, seduced by the client. There has been some development in Davina's case.
1: Uh, Yes. Uh, So in the case of Davina, unfortunately, um, uh, so that particular case once, uh, remember, there was a police that got called and she got handcuffed to her hospital bed and then ultimately was led away in her handcuffs uh, uh, to jail and spent three or four days in jail while her baby's in ICU. And uh, the police is taking very graphic uh, details of her affair and her um, relationship with the father of the child and then get the father um, contacted who denies any involvement. And And then the police transfers that file to the prosecution. And then the next day, the prosecution dismisses the case. So voila, that's another very, very positive development. So uh, even though uh, wrongfully the police got involved because they should not have, because there's no criminal, um, criminal violation anymore, uh, this is perhaps an example of the information and the new laws are still trickling down through the different layers of society. Uh, But uh, but ultimately, when it did get transferred to prosecution, who is the the, the decision maker in terms of deciding whether there is a criminal uh, case or not before they take it to court, they they knew already that the law had changed. So they dismissed the case uh, immediately. Uh, So all that drama of being detained and having to give these graphic details of a relationship really were unnecessary because that file is now closed. Uh, So um, uh, so that's that's very positive. And now she needs to make a decision of how to uh, try to convince the father to, uh, um, to to basically accept responsibility for the child. So remember, Davina wants to stay in the country. She wants to continue working and her job is stable and, and they're waiting for her to, to come back and work. But she does need uh, support from the father. So we're now helping her to figure out um, what her options are. But ultimately, she will need one way or the other. She will need to have... Uh, the uh, court process or court application to request the birth certificate even if the father makes himself available. Uh, still she will need to or they will need but she definitely will need to file a court request for the order petition and perhaps approving of lineage or otherwise to request a birth certificate. Also, in the meantime, the hospital has not given her the birth notification. So she still doesn't have it and um, we don't know what's in that file because when she delivered the baby, she didn't tell them who the father was. She only told the police later. So we still don't know whether her birth notification actually bears the name of anyone. Uh, but that would be the next step is, is uh, to file a case and uh, get a birth certificate um, from um, you know, through, through the court. Now, in the meantime, also, what uh, I want to highlight is there are, in fact, regulations that clearly set out, and these regulations have existed for a few years uh, that set out that it's illegal, it's more unlawful, uh, to for um, the hospital to deny issuance of the birth notification or a copy of it to um, the, the client or the patient. And in particular, there is a similar, that, that regulation exists, for example, in Abu Dhabi, not all emirates have similar uh, regulations, but ultimately the principle is clear. So that, that that practice of hospitals even refusing to give the birth notification, it truly is improper uh, so uh, that's just another nuance that um, has been quite interesting to see how different authorities and different parties uh, are involved in the proceedings um, in these rather sensitive, and uh, but yet uh, time or life-defining cases. So, um, so there. That's with her. That's Divina, and we're trying to figure out uh, how we can help her next. And once again, as as more details become available, we'll be happy to do another follow up to this story and continue sharing good news.
0: I don't mean to be rude, but I am exhausted. I don't know how you must feel at the moment. That's it's incredibly difficult to to follow, but you know you explain it so well.
1: Well, uh, it's, uh, it's been very um, taxing on us all emotionally. We're all very much involved, in not just intellectually, but emotionally. So uh, we as a firm collectively spend a lot of time thinking about it, processing it. So these, uh, these details do stick with us and... Um, And we uh, try to put them on shelves very clearly, so that we can share the news and the good news in particular with others who find themselves in these situations. So that we hope that this information will be helpful uh, to all those other women out there who find themselves in in, in themselves in similar situations, Uh, and that uh, the good news are there and they're to be celebrated and they're to be embraced. And uh, importantly, we just want to make sure to convey. Uh, that uh, the sentiment of not having not, not having to be afraid. Don't be afraid. Uh, you stand up and uh, you know and um, take charge because the legal options are there to uh, correct whatever circumstances you have. You might have found yourself in now. So whether you delivered a baby years before or you find yourself one uh, like Divina. Uh, the the legal recourse is there, and so we just want this particular podcast to be positive because the law has not just changed, but the applications um, is the application of this law is definitely there and it's moving. You know, it's so relative, but it's still moving fairly fast, and so uh, this is uh, the great news and uh, much to be sort of happy and proud for with regards to um, the, this this country, the UAE, and. and its legislative framework and all of us living here and uh, wanting to set base here perhaps in the future
0: <laughs> that's another episode of logical an update this time on how to deal legally with pregnancy outside of wedlock uh, and a number of case studies here in the united arab emirates as always our legal expert here on logical is ludmila Yamalava, managing partner here at Yamalava and Pleška. Uh, thank you for your time and your legal expertise
1: Tim, thank you always for your engaging discussion and your capable and guiding hand in uh, getting this information out of me.
0: Find us at LY Law on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you get your media socially. And we've also now got an easy to search library of quite literally hundreds of podcasts on all manner of legal issues here in the UAE. Uh, And they're free to listen to. You'd like a legal question answered in a future episode of Logical or if you'd like a consultation, click the contact button at lylawyers.com.